Wanna set the world on fire That is my one, my desire Oh, I'm a devil in disguise I've got murder in my eyes Now I can see blood running through the Laying down right at my feet The man who invented war Sure is my friend The man who invented war Sure is my friend You don't believe that I'm sinking just look what a hole I am in From the album Spider Tales, that was Jake Blount with Mad Mama's Blues. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a topical solution for the socioeconomic revolution, a soundtrack for the resistors, the agitators, and the fighters working for a better world. If you want to make a recommendation or send me a message, head over to polyrical.com where you'll find a link to send an email. You'll also find a link to recommend a song, a topic, or or an artist for a future episode. 
There's also some links there to make a donation. You can make a one-time or recurring donation to keep this podcast free and independent. Calm has a brand new album out. That brand new album is called Conversations with a Willow Tree. This track is Who's Dystopia featuring Che Noir. Tears I cried. A system we felt for years tried to scare my tribe. Through us inside a system, you perceive it as perfect. Come take a walk as I show you. Let you see it in person. Take a look to the left. That's a man just trying to provide. Coming from work, 12 hour shifts at night when he drive. Pulled by a cop for no other reason beside his skin. A reach for his license. One shot, he brought his life to an end. Look to the right, a young girl with so much potential. The things she fights to avoid is all that shows out a window. And they excuses, they ain't know it was bad. Gotta work twice as hard just to only get half. And imagine being judged off your color of skin. Something that's out your control, you gotta struggle for wins. Murder, violence, and drugs, only thing that seem rare. Where death is like robbery, either play sleep or get killed. Damn. People are starving. The rich gobble taxes. That's why people are starving. People rebel. The rich oppress them. That's why people rebel. People hold life cheap. The rich make it too costly. That's why people hold it cheap. But those who don't live for the sake of living are worth more than the wealth seekers. The crack of dinner that TP in the back of the Acura. But voice cackle dystopia to a settler that's factual. A virus consumes his host with violence and leaves his transactional. History is immaterialist. Different realities are actual. Don't you see hell in the Treaty of Tordesillas? Don't you see dystopia in the Santa Maria? Don't you see apocalypse in the Mayflower's anchor? Don't you see sci-fi in the smile of a banker? George Washington said he was making providence But the Iroquois caught him town destroyer And this country's been robbing since A sand creek, they saw apocalypse in the US flag The treaties were trash, they need just to give the land back Thomas More's book Utopia was based on slavery No gods, no masters, no west of thought papacy You must have copious amounts of myopia Look up Cahokia, cause what you call history Could be someone else's dystopia And that will bring us to our topic of the episode. The topic of the episode for this episode is doing it. No, not that kind of doing it, but doing things, doing it, being active, uh, being an active activist. Uh, For a long time, I kind of took a break and considered myself an inactivist, uh, someone who thought the right things but didn't really take much action what some some refer to as an armchair activist but even through that i stayed connected by reading 
by educating myself and educating yourself is a critical part of doing it and it can be it can be your thing it can be what you're actually doing in your activism um it's a really really important part of being an activist is learning always learning i had an activist friend when i lived back in new hampshire and she would say always a teacher always a student um you always should be learning everything we experience impacts us in some way so we should make sure that we are constantly learning so that that may be what you're doing that was what i was doing for a while uh, before i started doing this but what you're what you do is up to you in your activism there's millions and millions and millions of different opportunities different types of things you can do as an activist um chumbawamba has a, a great song called following you and one of the key lines is don't ask me what needs doing when there is so much to do don't ask me where we're going i'm just following you you can be a leader look around in your neighborhood look around in your state look around in whatever your community is and see who's doing what part of that education is knowing what else is going on out there and if those things that are being done interest you then see how you can help maybe you can write maybe you can sing a song maybe you have mad database skills um organizations need all kinds of help maybe you can uh man a food distribution table or a literature distribution table or maybe you can knock on a door there's millions and millions of things and millions of ways that communities and community groups are out there trying to build and support their communities if there's nothing happening that interests you in your community then you can be a leader you can start something the fact that there's nothing going on now doesn't mean that there aren't people out there interested in making something happen so you can find ways to connect find ways to get together uh virtually or in person and build something it's it's what we need the most is building developing connections and building institutions to replace our failed institutions these institutions that were built for us and i say for us in air quotes built to um manage us built to control us in many ways that don't serve the needs of the people in patterson new jersey uh black lives matter patterson does mutual aid they stock a refrigerator that's there out on the sidewalk for access 24 7 for people who need food they do other food drives they do uh clothing and support other needs for people in patterson they do training for um reacting responding to medical emergencies including bullet wounds 
including, you know, tourniquets. Um, they do a lot of tremendous, tremendous stuff down there. And there's mutual aid groups all over the place doing all kinds of different things. And, and if there's not one where you see a need for one, you can do it. You can do a small part. You can do a big part. If everyone does a part, we're going to get there a lot quicker. Here is Ryan Harvey from the album You Have No Country. This is Do What We Can. You traveled 7,000 miles with a backpack and guitar On crowded old buses in the scorching summer sun The passion of the politics and the people you perform Crowds of 13 people on a dusty basement floor And I love that about you You traveled 7,000 miles with a backpack and guitar And gave it 100% no matter where you were Yeah, and this is what we do, my friend Yeah, this is who we are We will reach only those we can reach But we will reach them You traveled 7,000 miles Unembedded and unconfined With a notebook and a microphone and questions in your mind You came to write the stories that opened up our eyes The truth about this planet that the papers tried to hide And I love that about you You traveled 7,000 miles Unembedded and unconfined To write posts for a free blog For anyone to find Yeah, and this is what we do We can only reach so high We will reach only those we can reach But we will reach them we will reach only those we can reach, but we will reach them. You traveled 7,000 miles with a camera in your hand to disrupt the scripted narratives, a camouflage command to expose injustice, to expose the lies we fed. We captured on a memory card, it was pacing through your head, and I love that about you. You traveled 7,000 miles with a camera in your hand, knowing not Flowing from her feathered offspring, filling up her nest. 
I do the best I can. I do the best I can. I don't listen to the noise. I don't claim to understand. I don't have a choice, but I'll sing in the end. This is where it all began. That's why I do the best I can. From the album Planting in a Drought, that was Tom Smith with I Do the Best I Can. And that's important to uh, don't let yourself be tied up. Don't let yourself be constrained. Don't let yourself be afraid to do something because you fear that maybe, possibly, you're not good enough. You are. Your skills matter. Your contribution matters. You don't have to be the best. There's a quote, and I don't know who said it, but uh, use what talents you possess. The woods would be a very quiet place if the only birds that sang there were those that sang best. And there's this piece from Caitlin Johnstone. If you've got any urge to write articles or make videos or podcast, just do it. You are infinitely more qualified to be the media than people who are paid by billionaires to lie, and they're not asking anyone for permission to speak. If Chris fucking Cuomo gets a voice, then so do you. You don't have to be perfect or professional quality or whatever. Hell, give yourself permission to outright suck at first, if that's how it plays out. And, side note, I totally sucked at first. I might still suck, but when I listen back to some of my earliest episodes, quite frankly, it's a bit embarrassing. But they're still there, and they're still available, and they're still accessible. And because I think that the content is 
still important. So the fact that my delivery, my audio quality, all kinds of uh, aspects of my earlier podcasts are poor doesn't mean they don't have value. You don't have to be perfect or professional quality or whatever. Hell, give yourself permission to outright suck at first if that's how it plays out. Give yourself permission to not be perfect and just learn as you go and correct your mistakes as you make them. That's allowed. Again, no matter how bad you are, you are still infinitely more qualified to report the news and tell the truth than any of the shit stains who are being platformed by multi-billion dollar media outlets right now. And whatever you make will be better than what they make. Just do it. Don't stop if you don't get a big audience right away or if you never do. It's not about that. If you can open even one person's eyes to one aspect of reality, you are helping humanity to become a more conscious species by that much. That's what it's about. That's what matters. And even if you don't do that, Fleshing out your ideas in some public medium is a great way to help yourself become aware of more things and deepen your own understanding so you're still improving humanity by that much. So no matter what happens, you can't lose. If we're ever to turn things around, it will be the result of a very large number of us grabbing a rope and tugging. You don't have to be a megastar. You just have to do your bit. Start from there and see what happens. This is Mavis Staples from the album Living on a High Note. This is Action. Who's gonna do it if I don't? Sick and tired of feeling sick and tired of This ain't heaven, help us They say my words might get me fired This ain't heaven, help us What a terrifying time to raise our voices This ain't heaven, help us But see, I'm not left with many more choices This ain't heaven, help us I gotta put it into action, 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 action. Doing it A to Z until I set myself free action, action. I don't care if you refuse to see Action, action Consider this a sign of an emergency Action, who's gonna do it if I don't do it? So my brains are filled with fear So I feel the heat as night comes near O-N Please don't stop if you're really my friend I gotta put it into action Action Doing it A to Z Until I feel so free I don't care if you refuse to see Action Action Consider this a sign of emergency 
And that was Michael Franti and Spearhead from the album All People. That was Do It For The Love. Here are a few words from Riz Ahmed. This is from The Long Goodbye. It is called, Where You From? They ever ask you where you from? Like, where you really from? The question seems simple, but the answer's kind of long. I could tell them Wembley, but I don't think that's what they want. But I don't want to tell them more, because anything I say is wrong. Britain's where I'm born, and I love a cup of tea and that, but tea ain't from Britain. It's from where my DNA is at and where my genes are from. That's where they make my genes and that, then send them over to NYC, that's where they stack the peas and that. Skinheads meant I never really liked the British flag, and I only got the shits when I went back to pack. And my ancestors Indian, but India was not for us. My people built the West, we even gave the skinheads swastikas. Now everybody everywhere want their country back. If you want me back to where I'm from, then bruv, I need a map. Or if everyone just gets their shit back, then that's blessed for us. You only built a piece of this place, bruv, the rest was us. Maybe I'm from everywhere, but nowhere. No man's land, between the trenches. Nothing grows there, but it's fertilized by the brown bodies fought for you in the wars, so when I spit, a poppy grows there. Yeah, I make my own space in this business of Britishness. Your question's just limiting, it's based on appearances. Stop trying to make a box for us. I'll make my own abrupt epoxy concept of us. Very few fit these labels, so I'm repping for the rest of us. Who know that there's no place like home and that stretches us. Who cold switch, so don't piss me off with cricket tests for us. Or question us about our loyalty, our blood and sweat's enough. Born under a sun that you made too hot for us. Kidnapped by empire and diaspora fostered us. Raised by Bunga Garage and Halal Southern Fried Chicken Shops. A jungleist, a jungle I'm Mowgli from the Jungle Book. I'm John Barnes in the box. I blaze hard off the mosque. I bend words like brown and West until they just spell whoop. My tribe is a quest to a land that was lost to us, and its name is Dignity. So where I'm from is not your problem, bruv. And that'll bring us to our artist of the episode. The artist of the episode for this episode is Bev Grant. You can find Bev Grant at bevgrant.com. And this is a piece that was published at Folkways. You can find this at folkways.si.edu. And this is by Bev Grant. Bev Grant, My Story. When I sat in on a workshop given by Students for a Democratic Society at Princeton University in 1967, I had no idea of the impact it would have on the rest of my life. The workshop topic was women's liberation. It was an awakening a dawn of consciousness that gave me a framework to understand my life and a path that I continue to follow. I began writing and performing socially conscious music in the late 1960s. As a result of my early exposure to the women's liberation movement, I wrote my first parody to the tune of Ain't She Sweet. I performed it on the bus ride down to Atlantic City and again on the boardwalk at the 1968 Miss America Beauty Pageant protest. I soon graduated to original songs, often with feminist themes, such as a love song entitled Our Love Ain't Right, I Can't Be Yours and Still Be Me, and a song about street harassment entitled I'm Tired of Bastards Fucking Over Me. Like many young people in those days, I became radicalized by the Vietnam War, the anti-imperialist movement, and the civil rights and black power movements. 
as well as the women's liberation movement. I immerse myself in activism and study. When I discovered the women's liberation movement in 1967, I started to feel that I could take ownership of myself. I had left my husband and a subsequent musician lover whose come online to me was, quote, I'll make a woman out of you. I picked up a guitar and started singing again. Songwriting became my way to work out thoughts, feelings, and beliefs and to connect with others. In 1972, I started a band called The Human Condition. Barbara Dane from Paradin Records recorded us in 1974. Barbara had befriended me in the early 70s and became somewhat of a mentor to me. We put out an album called The Working People Gonna Rise. As I studied history from works such as Labor's Untold Story, Black Reconstruction in America, and The Wretched of the Earth, I began to understand the powerful context of labor songs, such as Which Side Are You On, written by Florence Reese, who was a miner's wife, Bread and Roses about the 1912 textile worker strike in Lawrence, Massachusetts, and Follow the Drinking Gourd about escaping slavery in the South, the power and the beauty of the lyrics, as well as the stories in these songs, touched me deeply. In 1991, the United Association of Labor Education Northeast Union Women's Summer School, a week-long leadership institute for union women, invited me to join their staff. They hired me as their cultural director and gave me the freedom to create a cultural presence. I was invited into the planning process, a rare invitation in my experience. More often within the union movement and other social movements, cultural workers are treated as, quote, entertainers. To actually have an impact in the planning phase allowed me to influence the integration of culture into the learning process and help to build solidarity among the participants. I loved the diversity and common purpose of the students and felt like I had found a place where I belonged. Some of the staff had developed a slideshow about women's labor history, which I inherited. Over the years, it grew into a 10-character scripted multimedia performance piece for which I wrote the title song, We Were There. The performance uses personal narratives of historical figures such as Sojourner Truth, Mother Jones, Pauline Newman, and Elizabeth Gurley Flynn. From the album, We Were There, Songs of Women's Labor History, this is the song, We Were There.
textile mills in Lawrence to the sweatshops in New York, from the fields in California where our children had to work. We fought to make a living, bread and roses was our cry, though they jailed and beat our bodies, our spirit never died. We were
stop keeping families for patriotic as they come. Doris Mom grew apple trees till one day they just up and died. Both her daughters had breasts removed. She'd been operated on six times. The government was lying to us. From the album In Tune, that was Bev Grant with They Lied. Here's more from the article. 
I continue to write songs that focus on poor and working women. I write about modern sweatshops outside of the United States that mirror the unsafe and low-wage conditions of the sweatshops here in the early 1900s. I write about violence against women that crosses all class boundaries and borders. I write about women in Africa who triumph over tremendous odds to create safe havens and prosperity for themselves. I look for the common threads that bind us through the personal stories of real people, each struggling for a better life. I'm convinced that we all need and hunger for music that tells our stories. Fortunately, the internet has opened a window of communication for those of us who want more than what corporate-controlled media offers us. Even the means of production have become more accessible in the digital world for both music's creators and listeners. Labor music is alive in the United States in the work of Anne Feeney, who recently passed away, Emma's Revolution, Evan Greer, Patty Mills, Kim and Reggie Harris, and countless other singer-songwriters who sing the old songs and are writing and learning new ones that talk about what is going on today. There are labor choruses in many cities and people coming together all over the country for solidarity sing-alongs, modeled after the one which started and continues today in Wisconsin. The current labor movement in this country no longer has the vibrancy and cultural impact of the Wobblies, the industrial workers of the world, but many of the songs from artists like Woody Guthrie, Florence Reese, and Pete Seeger are still relevant today. Labor organizers would do well to use current labor music and cultural expression in their organizing efforts. In the United States, women are the fastest-growing segment of the labor movement. Organizing is going on among domestic workers, fast food and restaurant workers, and service workers who are still largely ignored by the traditional labor union movement. Workers' centers and other organizations are popping up all over the country, and some of the big unions are beginning to notice and offer support. This is a glimmer of hope for revitalizing a sadly depleted workers' movement in this country. I am excited by the energy and enthusiasm, and I foresee the creation of new labor songs to inspire and tell these stories. The Occupy movement clearly demonstrated to us that the income gap continues to get wider and wider, and that Americans increasingly seek venues for voicing their concerns. The 1% of the country who reaps the profit of our labor is unlikely to have a change of heart and suddenly give us a fair share. As Chris Ijima, a wonderful Asian-American singer-songwriter friend of mine, wrote some 40 years ago, Dust don't fly away with no broom sweeping. With this reminder, music remains a powerful tool for social action. From her album, It's Personal, this is a song about the earthquake in Haiti. I felt the earth shake. felt the earth shake I saw people break When the sky fell on me The kids in Port-au-Prince Watched 
tree begin to dance Swallow dust before they have a chance While my stricken heart still beats
And rounding out our set of Bev Grant songs, that was Harriet Tubman. That was also off the album, We Were There, Songs of Women's Labor History. Here is Sa Rock with the title track from her album, The Sharecropper's Daughter.
y'all They say that I should just get over it But I'm openly emotional Cause closed mouths don't ever get fed And I've been starving for some help For all this arbitrary sadness Circling the patterns of my heavy head And that shit ain't new Ways of blue been aimed at these jeans Since way before Wranglers Angus raged through generations And it seemed like angels don't sing with us anymore So we've been forced to wait out storms And love to delay our celebration Don't you ever tell me to be calm I'm the spine of tobacco sharecroppers Prisons of Virginia farms Who work their arms, backs, and fingers to the gristle Why the land known as pay the pittance For all the heavy lifting done We come from places, man Where 12-year-old old black girls Can't even name a rapist fan And if she ever did They throw a family off the acres And send a burning cross from a mob of hooded faces Damn that That must have been when Nana's mind Had a nervous break And granddad passing church After passing collection plates This story comes to me like second nature Cause I've been hearing about our pain and glory Since I was a youngin' seven to eight Despite that we knew love more deeply Than any other feeling That's why I keep on busting through When I reach and test the ceiling When I say I'm the best I'm not expecting approval or clearance I'm just hoping the rest of you See the connection between truthful and healing I'm just hoping the rest of you See the connection between truthful and healing I'm just hoping the rest of you see the connection between truthful and healing. And that will just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical. You can follow Polyrical on Twitter at Polyrical. Once again, you can check out all the back episodes of Polyrical at Polyrical.com. You can also listen to this and all my podcasts playing 24-7 at MovingTrainRadio.com. From the album Fuck These Fucking Fascists, this is The Muslims with Unity. Thanks for listening. Democracy has prevailed with you. We can do this.